The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Which coast? Traveling east to west. Aaron Ladd. No, he did it. No. <laughs> Mark Gunnels. At the house on it. Chiefs coast to coast. I'm, I'm here. You're here physically, boo. <laughs> where are you? Where are you mentally right now, Mark Gunnels? I'm here. I'm locked in. I'm a I'm a game time player, man. <laughs> I'm here with all of the distractions. You know what I'm saying? What that means to me is you don't you don't show up at every practice. You know, you you pick a couple practices where you'll show up, and then when it's game time, practice. When it's game time, you're ready to roll. Let <laughs> me make sure I got everybody rocking with us on X. We've been moving the time around, but I got an update for y'all in this episode. We got we got a new time nailed down. Mark Gunnels has worked us into his busy schedule. So. So gracious that you could work your job into your schedule, man. Honor <laughs> that you could fit us in. Yes, yeah, a lot of moving parts, man. But so we agreed on every Tuesday at seven central, right? That's in, that, that's incorrect. <laughs> I thought it was, <laughs> that's incorrect. I thought it was, oh, is it six? It's six central. It's six central. Uh, that's also incorrect. Golly, oh, let, let me let me do the rollout. Let me do the rollout, please. Bro, hold on. No way. Let me do the rollout. Let me do the rollout. You got to look at the the thread. I said, can we do 5 p.m. on Tuesdays? Serta said it works for me, and then you said that works. Okay, so when you say 5 p.m., I'm thinking about it from my time zone. You doing the the backwards, man? I thought you were catering to my time zone when you said that. Trust me, we've done a lot of catering. We've done a lot. I done catered enough to start a catering company at this point. Five my time would be seven y'all time. That's why I said seven central. But it's five our time. Okay. Well, three Pacific is still fine for me. Because you know, we hoop on Tuesdays, Mark. You pulled up to the hoop session. Like I gotta I gotta get I gotta get right, man. That's right. That's right. That's right. I went three and two yesterday in the solid day. Oh, you had a winning record. We won the first three. That was the problem. I ended ended up Oh man, you almost blew a three oh lead. If y'all would have kept going. Are you coming out for Christmas? No, I'm not. She's playing on Christmas too. Like that's, that's a layup. I know. Yeah, I won't make it this year, man. 
Mark's got a lot going on. Part of that is us moving Chiefs coast to coast to Tuesdays, 5 p.m. If you're on the Central Coast, if you're rocking with Mark, it's 3 o'clock. That's a little afternoon drive out there on the West Coast. Chiefs coast to coast, Tuesdays, 5 p.m. live, of course. And your podcast feed the next day, wherever you get podcasts, breaking down the latest Chiefs game, previewing the next Chiefs game. We go in our grab bag. We go to Vegas. We go on wax with Mark Gunnels, Aaron Ladd, and Steven Serta as we get into episode 66. My goodness, recapping another Chiefs win. This time in Vegas, we'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly as we look ahead to Sunday night football. I'm going to Green Bay, man. Did I tell you? Oh, no, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, I'm leaving Saturday. Going wow. to Green Bay. This is this is one of those, this is one of those mecca bucket mecca list. bucket list. Absolutely. Like, unfortunately, Allen Fieldhouse is like that. Uh, I crossed that off the bucket list. Hold on, hold on. Will you be there Friday night for the UConn game? I will not be there. 41 will be in the building, but I will not be. Okay, I will not be, but that's a big one. National champ, not a national champs in the building. Yeah, yeah, the last I, two, I, last two champs. I, I shoot a lot of hate KU's way, but I mean they they tested themselves early in the year. They're they're the teams they've matched up with. I mean it's been tough. Yeah, and they still got Indiana on the schedule too. It's a pretty good team. So we're keeping our eyes on everything, including the World Champion Chiefs, as they go down to or up to. Green Bay to play against the Packers, who have won three of their last four. It might be snow in the forecast. I saw. Out there. Man, don't say that. I ain't I trying was, to hear that, man. I was checking the forecast yesterday <laughs> just to get a temperature of. Call you do that for every game. Just you know, weather can obviously play a factor, and it's Green Bay in December, so I definitely have to check. And I saw there's like some wintry mix potentially on the slate there. I actually would have preferred snow to what they're calling more like freezing rain now. Yeah. If there is any rain, it's kind of changed a lot. It was snow originally. Now as we get closer to kickoff, I've seen more rain forecast, but we definitely have our eye on that because Mark picks these games for us in Vegas. He has three plays every week, and the weather impacts those plays. It does. <laughs> it does. Uh, I never going to get into it later, but – I mean, what better way for you to go to Lambeau for your first time and it's literally a frozen tundra? I mean, you're, you're going to get the full potential experience of Lambeau in December. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better. I know you're like, well, I don't want that, but come on. It's Green Bay. This no, is this is how you want to do it. I mean, honestly, if it was going to be snowing, like that's that's perfect, right? Yeah. Like that's the picture. That's yeah, what you yeah. picture when you think Lambeau Field. Not just my first trip to Lambeau. Patrick Mahomes' first trip to Lambeau as well, Mark Gunnels. Well, regular season. Regular season. Yeah, I know he, they, we had a preseason game there. Had yeah. a preseason game. They played the Packers before, but this is the first regular season, and Mahomes is kind of running out of those uh, first-time type of things as he gets his elder statesman status. We'll get into all of that here on Chiefs Coast to Coast, Episode 66. Can't do it without y'all tapped in. Daniel Barry already said yo on youtube if you're watching on x youtube podcast feed the next day facebook wherever you're rocking with coast to coast we appreciate y'all making part of making us a part of your day i'll get it right eventually if you want to be part of the show 816-514-1267 is our voicemail line voicemail line has been ashy recently i'm telling mark in the pre-production meeting like get something going on x like Let's let's get some more voicemails in here. If you listen to this and you rock with us, you've been through 66 episodes. Tap in with our voicemail line, 816-514-1267. Tell us how Mark has been losing you money in Vegas week after week. 
after week. At least I didn't go zero and three this week. Look, look, look at look at how you having to spin it now. You at least I got something, you know. Like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna leave out here with something, man. <laughs> oh my goodness, Mark is going to a concert after the show today. So we start speeding through parts of the show, or if somebody seems distracted, you know, it's <laughs> that's why. Wow, just throw me under the bus, don't you? I've done it before. I, I went to a do. show. That's what people do when they're actually the ones that want to speed through it. So they put they put it on you to make it seem like it's really you, but it's really them. <laughs> Let's get into it. Chiefs recap. Mahomes avoids. He's a magician. Chiefs recap. Chiefs win in week number 12, 31-17 at Allegiant Stadium, Arrowhead West. Maybe some have called it. I've definitely seen you post that on X before. That's that's right up your alley calling calling Vegas Arrowhead West. It was a lot of red in the stands. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, first note I have on this is overcoming adversity. I think this is pretty straightforward. Vegas jumps out to the 14-0 lead on the long 63-yard run by Josh Jacobs and – it, I don't know if it was panic mode, but people were definitely starting to, to get a little nervous. The offense did not look good at all in those first two drives. I think it was a three and out the first one. Then they had four plays the second time, but both the same result. And then Vegas goes up big and you're starting to think they have new energy. Antonio Pierce has brought uh, something to Vegas. They haven't felt in a very long time. They've got Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense on the ropes. Mark Gunnels is is sweating out his bets once it, well that that happens every week but <laughs> the Chiefs overcome this early adversity um they they beat Vegas down the stretch they are committed to the run game Isaiah Pacheco finds the end zone twice Justin Watson gets a little spicy and uh, all is fixed with the Chiefs offense now right after they overcome this this early adversity Mark Gunnels I'm not going to say all is fixed but I definitely think it was a step in the right direction I think I mean prior to this game they went three straight games without scoring one point in the second half nasty and then this game they scored 17 which is the most they scored in the second half all year long so I definitely think it's good for their morale and also one thing I found very interesting Obviously, we know Rasheed Rice had 100 yards, the first 100-yard wide receiver this year for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I saw an interesting stat from our very own Mr. Ron Comp on X. It was very good with shout the, out love. That's yeah, the arrowhead pride love. Yeah, very good with the with the analytics and the film work. All 22 must follow. He posted on X. See, I got it right there at that time. <laughs> That that was the the highest percentage of snaps that Rasheed Rice has had on the outside, not in the slot, right? And that's been a thing I've been preaching all year about when it comes to Sky Moore, because Rasheed Rice has been so productive in the slot, he kind of took over that role where where we thought that was going to be Sky Moore's role to be in the slot because he's not an outside receiver at all. But Rasheed Rice actually did that a lot in college, like he even said after the game. When he was talking about Mahomes throwing that that fade route um, on the sideline on the hitch, right? Like that's something he's done all his life, and he was like, "Just trust me with that. Like I I can go get that." And for me, that pass 
that the the fact that he even threw that ball to Rasheed Rice was trust mon monumental to me. Trust, right? right? Yeah, because he's not throwing that ball to maybe just Kelsey and maybe Watson, maybe Watson in that situation because he likes Watson a lot. But outside of that, he's not throwing that ball to nobody else. So that was a big step, and I think in their relationship and their chemistry moving forward, and I think that's huge. Because now if he can win on the outside consistently, I think you see more production from Sky Moore moving forward. I mean, he had a quiet three catches for 34 yards. You know, it's it's a step in the right direction. Are we but, marketing that as improvement? I mean, from the floor is very small. Uh, it's, Aaron, I mean, the bar is very low here. So, I mean. Uh, yeah, but we don't have to gas up something that is. I mean, I mean, but the longest catch he had was 18 yards. Where he, uh, I think that's a play where he he uh, made Marcus Peters miss, and that's probably why he got waived the next day. I'm glad you brought up the Chiefs wide receiver room. Of course, we're going to talk about them here on Chiefs Coast to Coast. That's been 44 of the 66 episodes. Before we get there, because I did look up the snap counts. I mean, that might be light. It might it might be 60 <laughs> of the 66 episodes. <laughs> Think Through Tactical on YouTube is tapped in with us, riding along Chiefs Coast to Coast as my guys. Tapping in with you fellows for a bit. Hope all is well. Appreciate y'all rocking with us on the chat. Pete Sweeney posted the uh, snap counts from Week 12 versus the Raiders on X. Rasheed Rice, 40 snaps, most in that wide receiver room. Justin Watson. And Sky Moore tie with 34, then MVS 32, Richie James 9 in his first action in quite some time. And then Washington rounds out with two. I, I, I think, and this is kind of my next note as we go through our uh, show sheet here, they shrunk the rotation. They basically figured out, and maybe they had already known this, but we're trying to see how long they could play as many guys as possible. But the coach walked into the locker room and said, all right, my best five guys, y'all are getting the majority of the snaps. My playmakers are getting the ball. We have been screaming on this platform for the past four weeks, basically. Rasheed Rice needs as many opportunities as possible. A report again from Pete today uh, in the media look, and I was there, but I didn't see this. Rasheed Rice is not even on the, not even on the return team little skill walk through to start off practice anymore like he's graduated off of that mvs there's certain receivers that's like you're not on special we don't even go through those drills anymore Rasheed rice has now been moved away from some of those drills so like to me the emphasis is clear mark coming out of this vegas game from the stat counts from what we've seen in practice now going into the the green bay game i mean wide receiver one is is Rasheed rice 12 games into his his rookie season and he's earned that Mahomes has shown that he trusts him. And it, I think the emphasis for Matt Nagy going forward and that offensive unit specific to that wide receiver room, get the ball in your best playmaker's hands. Don't even worry about feeding it around and trying to become this unknowable offense where anybody can go off any game. No, like account for Rasheed Rice. <laughs> Make him somebody that the defense has to game plan around, essentially. My only thing, though, is it was it by force? because you didn't have McCole Hartman and you didn't have Kadarius Tony in that game. I hear you. Kind of had no choice, right, but to shrink it, because you're not going to throw Richie James out there for a lot of snaps in this first game. Like, you know, so, yeah, I I, I feel that, but I, I just 
a little worried about when you're full and those guys are back, do you revert back to that kind of by You can't. That, that's hustling backwards if you I ask mean, me. I hope not. If, if, if McCole Hartman comes back the thumb surgery, is that what it was? Which is the thumb surgery? Yes, thumb, yeah. If he comes back off the thumb surgery and you're feeding him more targets or more opportunities than you would a Sky Moore who's – at least out there, at least he's trying, you know, he, he, like you said, like we're building up from the floor. Like, I feel like that's, that, that's doing a disservice to the guys who are still here now. I, I don't know. I feel like you've got your best five, like run with your best five, man. There's no need to take opportunities away from them. Are you not counting Kadarius Tony in that best five when he's back and good to go? I, I, I think he, I, he has to be in there to me. He has to be to me in, it's a gravy, man. It's not gravy. It's icing. You know what I mean? Like Kadarius Tony isn't the cake for for what Kansas City likes to do on offense. He whatever he gives you is extra. It, it, it's something sweet. You can't game plan around him being there because he has not been there consistently. And Andy Reid has admitted as much to like we we can't because we're trying to just get him to the finish line, Mark. You know, it's like it's like a car that's breaking down. Like you can't make those long trips anymore. We got, we got to rent a car to drive to grandma's. Like we can't, we can't drive a hoopty down the street because it won't make it, but so, it'll make it to the grocery store. It'll, it'll make it to the pharmacy, but it's not going to make it to grandma's house two hours away. We got to figure out some other mode of transportation to get there. It's so frustrating, man. Cause I just love when he's out there. I know it's not often, but when he has the ball in his hands, he's super dynamic, man. I think he has another element to this offense that could take it to a different level. But you're right. You, you can't rely on him. I mean, the fact that Andy Reid said, we're not sure if he can take a hit right now. That is concerning. I mean, that did not sound good at all Like to hear that from your head coach. So we'll see, man. I, I do think if you get him to the playoffs, I, I could see him having one of those moments though right like he had the punt return in the super bowl I'm special not yeah special moment he can have a moment where it can tilt the game for the chiefs you talked about it being like oh maybe by force maybe it was a blessing in disguise maybe you look back on this raiders thing where it was like oh we were short-handed but in those short-handed situations maybe we started to figure out what we really because matt Nagy said a couple weeks back something that stood out to me like he still he and the entire offensive staff I think Connor Embry came under some some light as well when he did his most re- recent presser. That's the Chiefs uh, wide receivers coach. Like they're still figuring out what these guys do well. And sometimes, like when your back is against the wall, not saying that Casey was in this situation. Obviously, like they were down fourteen nothing, but even if they lost this game, like they're still sitting in good position overall. Like yeah. sometimes you figure out what you're made of in those situations, and sometimes guys internally figure it out. Sometimes it's coaching figuring it out. I've said before on the platform, a lot of times it's a stew when you're working with people and you're in a team environment and that kind of thing. Like, I, I was yellow light after the Eagles lost. Like, I feel encouraged after, I mean, coming back from 14 down. And short yardage success is a big reason why as we transition into our next topic here on the recap. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco finds the end zone twice, and both of them were like goal line plunge situations. Like, they're not – they're, they're not doing the weird, funky stuff where it's like Mahomes is in shotgun and they're going four wide on the one-yard line. Like, no, like I talked to Creed Humphrey in the locker room today and he said his guys really take that personally. When Andy Reid says, you know what, 
y'all figure this out. Like this is this is on the front three of y'all. The the interior that gets so much talk about yeah. being the best interior in the league. Like they took that personally, and it showed up in this Raider game. Yeah, it did, man. And I, I like I said before, I think a lot of times, especially early in the season, Andy Reid likes to play around with stuff to see what he can get away with, see what stuff works and what doesn't work. But I think once you get to that second half of the year, now it's crunch time. You're trying to make that playoff push. You're heading into December. I, I think now it's okay. We have a lot of film. We see what worked, see what didn't work. Now it's not time to play around and try out new things. Let's just go with what works. And I think that's what you're going to see from now on until the end of the season. Let's get into our grab bag here as we put a Raiders week 12 to bed. We'll see them again on Christmas Day. Lord of mercy. That's right around the corner, Mark. I mean, it's already like November 20. Like this year gone. Year's gone already. Will you be in KC still during Christmas or are you going back home? No, I'll be at the game. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll be at the game. I believe it's a Monday. Christmas is a Monday this year. Yep, yep. Yes, sir. I'll be holding it down. And as part of that Raiders game and the one the one upcoming and the one they just played, an interesting note here. We kind of talked about this in the, in the schedule preview. If you remember way back when, I don't remember what episode that was. Forgive me. But we're kind of in a part of the schedule now, Mark, where the Chiefs are – struggling or facing or challenged with a rest disadvantage, if you will. The next six games, the Chiefs will have less rest than their opponent going in. That's week 12, the one that just passed through week 17. This is all from Warren Sharp on X. Sharp football does a lot of great stuff. And he wrote, if I can find it in my notes, the Chiefs for the next five, six weeks will face this rest disadvantage. Last week, they came off the Monday night football game. Where the Raiders played on Sunday. That was one less day of rest. This upcoming week, the Chiefs traveling to Green Bay to play on the Sunday night game. Packers haven't played since last Thanksgiving. And it goes on uh, that whole way through week 17. Talk with Justin Reed about this in the locker room today. And he said, look, we're all professionals here. We did have kind of, uh, and Andy Reed kind of talked about a sleep specialist or somebody on the staff that talked about the importance of them kind of honing in on having a routine through this period. But no matter how way you slice it, no matter how way you approach it, no matter what way you game plan for it, Mark Gunnels, like this is something that has the chance to show up in between the white lines on Sundays. Yeah, but I, I don't think it will. I think this team has shown that they're willing to, they're able to adjust when they're faced with not the best situations. I mean, obviously with them going late to Germany, right? For the Dolphins game. There was a lot of talk about that. Why are they going so late in the week? And the Dolphins have been there since Monday or Tuesday, whatever it was, all that discussion. And they came out blazing in that game. They're, they didn't show any signs of jet lag or being tired or anything. So I, I think Andy Reid, he's been around so long. I think this is where his experience comes into play. I'm sure he's been in situations like this before. I mean, he's been coaching for over 20 years. So well, it says that this has never happened in 35 years, the last 35 years of ball. So even okay. before okay. Andy Reid, this is okay. something that has never really been – I don't even know if this has really been tracked in the same way before. Okay, okay. But I'm sure he's had some similar, maybe not to the, for sure. Same, for sure. not to the same extent, obviously, but I'm sure he had some similar scheduling conflicts before. So – I, I think they'll be fine, man. And I think the big thing for me is 
the the opponents you're playing. Like Let's this, hear them. and the schedule's pretty light. I mean, you got Green Bay this week, who has won two in a row. They're back in the wild for hunt in the NFC, but overall, this is still a team that you should beat. Then your toughest game on paper is at home against Buffalo, but you are at home in that game. Then you play the Patriots. They're not trying to win at all. They're trying to get Caleb Woods. Bailey's zappy, baby. The <laughs> zapper. Then you get the Raiders again at home. You should win that game. You get the Bengals at home, which would have been a big game, but there's no Joe Burrow anymore. So I don't think Jake Browning is coming into Kansas City and winning. And then you end your season at the Chargers who probably wouldn't be playing for anything at that point. So, I mean, there's a good chance you can win out, Aaron. I mean, this schedule is pretty favorable on the back end. Definitely something to monitor as the Chiefs go down the back end of their regular season schedule. Just a couple more stats I want to point out. Let's show some love to Harrison Butker. Has not missed a field goal or point after attempt through the first 11 games of the season. With another perfect day against the Packers, he becomes just the seventh kicker in NFL history to go perfect through their first 12 games. Butker's 20 for 20 on field goals this year, with his longest being that 60-yard bomb, and he's made all 28 point-after attempts. I mean, just think about a, a difference a year makes, Mark Gunnels. Last year, we were on this platform breaking down angles of the ball. Is he holding it the right way? We had former specialists beefing with the current specialists, Going back and like all of that's gone. Harrison Butker has not missed a kick this season. This is like one of those weird things, right? Where you know what's going on, but you want you don't want to talk you about jinx it. it. <laughs> you don't talk about it. Yeah, because I feel like now he's gonna freaking miss one in Lambo because we're talking about it, made it a talking point. We haven't talked about it all year. I feel like we should have just kept it on the hush and been like, Yeah, I know what's going on in my head, but do we really want to like keep talking about it and a part of me is like do you want him to kind of miss one now just get out of the system and <laughs> him, instead of him missing one in the playoffs in a crucial moment because is he really gonna be perfect the whole entire year probably not probably not right <laughs> he was really and this is not something we have to spend a lot of time on because like i'm kind of like you know i am a little superstitious but yeah. he was really motivated last year to figure that ish out like he was hurt to start off the year. Got hurt on like one of the first plays of the game on that turf in Glendale. Lord have mercy, that God forbidden stadium. Like he and Trent McDuffie got hurt in that game, and that played with him mentally throughout the year. The Chiefs were bringing in different guys. Then there was the whole holding thing. Like it was a tumultuous year for Bucker, which ultimately culminated in him sending them to the Super Bowl one and then winning the Super Bowl two. Like the year that he had last year was insane. And he has continued to play extremely well through the first 11 weeks, 11 games, 12 weeks of this season. One more note on the Chiefs defense. Chiefs defense have yet to allow more than 24 points to the team's first 11 games this year. It's the fourth longest streak to start the season in franchise history. If they can do that against the Packers, they'll tie the 73 Chiefs for third on that list. So, look, man. It's been a banner year for the Chiefs defense, and they look to continue that against a hot quarterback in Jordan Love in prime time. Yeah, 100%, man. Um, I guess we'll, I just keep the music there. But I was like, hold on, we need the music to go to the game preview. No, nah, I wasn't I wasn't previewing oh, it yet. Hey, look, look, look at you trying to speed through. Look at, look, look. Well, you, you, you teed it up as if we're about to go to the game preview. 
<laughs> well, I was trying to. I was just trying to toss it to you, basically. Uh, I mean, like, how, how much more nice thing can we say about this damn defense? Well, like, yeah, ball yeah. it out. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's the best defense in football. <laughs> I, I really do. I think it's between them, the Ravens, and probably the Browns. Those are probably the top three, I would say, right now. Uh, just off the top of my head, the Niners are in the Niners and Cowboys are right there too. But I mean, you haven't allowed more than 24 points all year. No other team in the NFL can say that. No other team like that is super impressive. And not to mention, they faced some pretty good quarterbacks. Like you faced Jared Goff without Chris Jones. You faced Trevor Lawrence. You faced Kirk Cousins when he was playing. He was balling before he got hurt. People forget. It's easy to forget now. Kirk Cousins was balling before he got hurt. You play, Justin Fields wasn't playing. I mean, he had numbers. <laughs> you, you played Justin Herbert. You played, <laughs> you played Tua. You played Jalen Hurts. So these are all probably top 10-ish quarterbacks that you faced. And you haven't allowed more than 24 points in a game. That's super impressive. I think until Desmond Ritter faces the Chiefs defense, we don't know like what they're truly capable of. Like once, once he lines up against uh, this Chiefs defense, then we can really start to talk about them being in the pantheon. Of, of All right, sorry. Let's, let's go to the game preview. Man. Wait, wait. <laughs> Stop, it. Stop it. You can't do this. You can't escape. You can't make these plays. You can't make these throws. Come on, give us a sneak preview. Chiefs preview. You ain't got no love for the first place Atlanta Falcons? The winner of that division is going to be 8-9. <laughs> That's how it is every year. Y'all like surprised. Like, it's not the most competitive division in football. You know the worst thing about – I feel bad for winning that division. You got to play the Cowboys in the first round most likely. It's going to be that 4-5 matchup. Home game at the Benz, baby. I play the Cowboys. It's going to be like 70% Cowboys fans there. Stop playing. Let's talk Chiefs again as we look ahead to Sunday Night Football. If you're watching here locally in Kansas City, this game can be seen exclusively – on your home of the Kansas City Chiefs, KSHB 41. I'll be there. I'm headed to Lambeau. Hopefully the weather uh, cooperates. <laughs> yeah, Lambeau in December. Okay. Oh, God. The 8-3 and three Chiefs facing off against the 5-6 and six Packers from Green Bay, Wisconsin. I want to start with an injury report because Kansas City has some names. Um, linebacker Nick Bolton is back in practice. His 21-day practice window has been opened as of Wednesday. Saw him at practice, posted the video on X. He gave a nice little wave to the camera. He seems like he's excited to be back. Yeah, I was gonna post back. I was gonna post you on X about that. Did you wave back? I keep a prof- I keep it very professional. People people like people see me in, in like this capacity, and then they I like they think that I would be like I like the same way I am, like when I'm like in yeah. the no, this is like completely different. Like it's very different. When I ask questions like that, I already know the answer. I'm just asking because I know people probably are thinking that. So I'm asking people think that I had like a Mizzou jersey on or something like that. Like I had like gear and I was like, no, We're not going at to all. New Year's Six Bowl, baby. <laughs> 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 no, but it was good to see him back. Obviously, Drew Tranquil has been playing very well in his absence. And I think I saw the graphic that popped up during the, the game of this Raiders game. He like leads the team in tackles now, which I feel like if you're in that position, like you're 
you're, you're going to be making a lot of tackles. Yeah. Drew Tranquil has done exactly that. Nick Bolton's 21-day practice window is open, but Andy Reid anticipates taking it slowly with him as he tries to work back. It was like a very – if you haven't seen the video, uh, go check it out. But it was a like, almost like a club on Bolton's hand trying to protect that surgically repaired wrist as he returns back to work. Jarek McKinnon, on the other hand, has not worked. He missed the last game against the Raiders, isn't back yet for Kansas City. As of this recording, we record on Wednesday. It is a groin injury for Kansas City's kind of veteran running back. I thought Clyde, he he was serviceable. Was that his, like, third carry in the last month? Like, I mean, he's not. Whatever, same thing with Kadarius Toney. Whatever Clyde's going to give you, this is if Jarek McKinnon continues to miss time and even if he does, I think we're both under the interpretation like he'll be ready when the time is right. Like you have Jarrett McKinnon for, you know, December, January, February, more so than like late November. But like, um, you know, Clyde, I don't even know if I have expectations when he gets carries. Hold on to the ball at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he actually looked a little spry uh, on Sunday. You know, I was like, oh, that's actually a CH carrying the ball. Looked a little quicker than he has in the uh, recent memory. So that was a welcome sign to see. He's well rested. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have no excuse, right? <laughs> but um, this is an intriguing game because looking at the schedule we talked about a little bit earlier, I said that Buffalo is probably the toughest game remaining. But you can make a case it's probably the second toughest game because Green Bay has little momentum right now. They've won two in a row. They just beat the Chargers two weeks ago, and they beat the Detroit Lions, a really quality Detroit Lions team in Detroit on Thanksgiving. And in the last two games, Jordan Love has almost combined for 600 passing yards, which will be the best two-game stretch of his young NFL career. So he's starting to find something out here. This is a guy that I was high on before the year. Uh, I, I liked what his, his attributes. I liked him in the Matt LaFleur system. I liked their young receivers they got there, Christian Watson, uh, Jalen Reed. They got they got some good, some good talent there, man. Obviously, Aaron Jones. So this is a game that could be a sneaky trap game, right? Because you got Buffalo coming the week after. Buffalo's on a bye week, so they're going to have two weeks to prepare for Kansas City. They beat the Chiefs, I believe, the last two regular season games they've met in Kansas City. So that can be a, a bulletin board type of game for the Chiefs, right? Like, we're tired of losing this team in the regular season at home, and they're going to be super desperate. And you're going to Lambeau. Could be some weird elements there with the snow and the rain, wintry mix. Aaron Ladd is going to be field side all bundled up looking like, oh, my gosh, I can't. I'm all just a Georgia boy. I'm not used to this, you know. So it's going to be a lot of just uh, celebrities in the building, you know, Aaron Ladd there. Maybe Taylor Swift will be in the building. because she's Simone not- Biles will be in the building. Put some oh, respect yeah. on it. Come yeah, on now. There you Put go. Put some respect on it. That, yeah, I mean, Biles look, is gonna Taylor be Swift is one thing, y'all, but I don't know how many gold medals she has. Like That uh, is true. That is true. Simone Biles, <laughs> man, does play for the Packers. So she's going to be there most likely. And then Taylor is not on tour at this moment. She's taking a break until February. So it's a chance she could be there. 
I is this an it. official Taylor Swift report from our our? Local yeah, school? yeah. I guess I guess here's the Swift report the update because I know you're not tapped in. So allegedly, she's spending the holidays with Travis Kelsey in Kansas City right now. They're shacking up. That's that was that was a turn. They're Where sh- do you get this information from? I, I got some inside sources, man. I got Swifties in my DMs. Don't worry about it. Uh, uh, Josh yeah. Giddy over here, yo. <laughs> wow. That is crazy. Yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> you are wild. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, you go ahead. I'm off track now. You have, you got me off track. Go ahead. What's your thoughts on this? <laughs> You're a wild boy, man. Um, I I talked to Chiefs injury report, but I want to just do the Packers one quickly before we talk Jordan Love. Couple names on there: uh, Jaden Reed, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, DNP on Wednesday. Jair Alexander limited, as was Devondre Campbell. A lot of the talk is around Jordan Love, as it should be. And if you remember, for Chiefs fans, like. They're introduced to him in that that Rogers game, the the the, the no uh, the Posse game, the Posse Packer game, where he uh, had to get sidelined. Jordan Love makes his first career start in Arrowhead. His loved ones are sitting with God up in the, the four hundred section at Arrowhead. I'm sure they won't be sitting that high up in Lambo. No, I think they'll have I think they'll have better seats. Uh, Jordan Love has grown a lot as a passer. Since that game actually only has two fewer passing touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes on the season this year. Not just us who have noticed a different Jordan Love under center, but so has uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. This is head coach Andy Reid on Jordan Love. World of difference. He, he's playing really good football right now. Um, you, know, you start looking at his numbers and they're up there the last, last few games here. So he's done a nice job. The first time these two teams matched up, it was very simple. And I want to get into some numbers before I toss it back to you, specific to Jordan Love. They blitzed the hell out of him. I mean, first career start, Steve Spagnuolo likes to blitz anyway. So when he sees a deer in the headlights or when he sees some some blood in the water, as Frank Clark maybe used to say, uh, he's going to seize on that. KC blitzed 53.8% of the dropbacks. And Green Bay allowed 28 total pressures. In that first career start for Jordan Love, his stat line was 19 of 34 for 190 touchdown and an interception. Only a 13-7 win for Kansas City in that one, but the numbers against the Blitz specifically were telling. And I wonder if Casey takes anything from that game and applies it to this one coming up on Sunday night in prime time. Jordan Love in the first half of that game, two for seven for six yards against the Blitz. Casey even sent seven on a fourth down blitz in that first half. Um, But he was much more effective when KC was just sitting back and playing coverage. I just wonder, Mark, if Steve Spagnuolo looks back into his old bag of tricks and says, oh, well, you know, this this got him then. This got him then. It it could work again when these two teams match up this Sunday. No, I think you got to scratch that and just throw it in the trash because he's been through so much more experience since, since that moment. In that game, he was a deer in the headlights. I mean, he had little to no experience at all. Now he's almost had a full season of it. He's seen a lot of different coverages and blitz packages and stuff like that. Now, obviously, you're still going to blitz, but not with the relentlessness relentlessness that they did in that game with the guy that that was like one of his first starts, 
right? First start, yeah. First, first start, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah it's going to be a different ball game this time around. It's way more seasoned at this point. But what I find intriguing about this game, there's a lot of stake for both teams because if you look at the NFC standings, Aaron, right now, the Packers are eight. They're right outside the playoffs. And the Minnesota Vikings just lost to the Bears. They're six and six now. Packers are five and six. Packers win this game. You're tied for that last playoff wild card spot. And I think they played the Vikings still two, two times. They haven't played it once yet in the NFC North. So that can be a lot of stake there down the stretch for them. And then obviously for the Chiefs, you win this game, you're the one seed. I know right now, technically the Ravens are the one seed, but if that's a fake one seed, people. That's it's a only, Mickey Mouse one seed. Yeah, that's a Mickey Mouse one seed. And you know why. <laughs> they haven't had their bye week yet, which is now this week. What a late bye, by the way. A week 13 bye is crazy. So they're only the one seed because they played one extra game. So if the Chiefs win this week, you have the same record as them, but you have a tiebreaker because you have a better AFC record than Baltimore. They've lost three games in the AFC. All three of their losses were to AFC teams. The Chiefs only have one AFC loss. So the Chiefs still control their own destiny for the one seed. Let's uh, let's just get to Vegas. Place your bets. Oh, there it is. There it is. Two touchdowns. Win by Elise. Let's go to Vegas with Mark. You're rushing the show today, huh? You got somewhere to go? I'm trying to help you. <laughs> Wouldn't like, nobody have known? Nobody would have known nothing. We could have just kept. We could have just kept on going. I'm trying <laughs> to help you. Oh man, you got. You already how- got us recording in the dead of the night here in KZ. Oh man, tell me how I did in Vegas last week. Man, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I know you ain't forget. Stop lying. I forgot, bro. Okay. Well, I'm happy to inform you. Mark Gunnels went one and two last week in Vegas. If you don't know or if you're new to the program, welcome aboard first and foremost. But Mark Gunnels is our Vegas expert. He hands out three plays every week around the Kansas City Chiefs game. And it's been a rocky road so far this year, but he's persevering through. In week 12, he went one and two. Here were his three plays. The hit was the over on the Aiden O'Connell passing yards. And I think, you know, the, the math was good there. You said they're going to be from behind. They're going to be throwing a lot and took a roundabout way to get there. But that was the hit. The two misses were the Kelsey anytime touchdown. And then you took a first half spread Still took uh, a full game. for the Chiefs <laughs> to add a four point favorite. So one and two last week, that brings your season total to. 10, 22, and 1. So we'll speed right on through that as Mark Donalds gives us three more plays for this upcoming week here on Chiefs Coast to Coast. He's our Vegas expert. He's persevering through. It has not been a great year, but he's grinning and bearing it ahead of Sunday night football in the frozen tundra. Mark Gunnels, take it away. Let's go, baby. So I'm going my first play. I got three players as usual, two player props, and I got a bet on the spread. Let's do the player props first. Rasheed Rice, baby. I'm riding the Rasheed Rice train. This is the highest they've had his props, but I still think it's too low, Aaron. His yards are at 47 and a half. 47 and a half. I'm taking the over. Obviously, last week he had 107. I'm not expecting that again. But 
beyond that, he's cleared this number. Count, counting that game, he's cleared this number one, two, three, five times this year. And four of those times happened within the last seven games. So he's starting to get some momentum. I, I love it. I think the fact that I mentioned earlier about that throw on the sideline that Mahomes threw to him, I think that was huge and building trust between those two guys. So I think you see him go, see them go to the well even more because teams aren't going to overreact to Rasheed Rice. They're still going to double and triple team Travis Kelsey because he's still the number one threat. And Rasheed Rice will still have opportunities. He's got to do it week in and week out at a high level for, I think, for teams to really start shading some coverage his way. But it's not going to happen this week. So I love that number of 47 and a half because it's going to get higher and higher as the season goes on. And I'm taking the over for Harrison Bucker. Extra points made at two and a half. So that means the Chiefs have to score three touchdowns at least. And Aaron doesn't like this one again. I did this a couple weeks ago. Why? This is a terrible bet. Why do you keep taking no, this bet? The, the Chiefs are going to score three touchdowns this Why game. do you keep coming back to this bet, Mark? The Chiefs won't score three touchdowns this week, Aaron? They're not scoring three touchdowns this week. Oh, this is why you're ten. This is why you're ten and twenty-two because you keep the taking terrible bets. Offense has turned the corner. They have turned the corner. I, make sure you clip this, uh, Serta. So next week when I get this bet right, we could play it back. And he, we, how he said it's so terrible because the Chiefs will at least score three touchdowns. They're going to score at least two in the first half, and they're not going to go scoreless and just kick field goals in the second half. This is a middle-of-the-pack Packers defense, no pun intended. And like I said, they've turned the corner. Last week was them turning the corner, so I love it. And then my last play is I'm taking the Chiefs to cover the full game spread. It's at six and a half right now. I'm taking it. The Chiefs will win this game by at least a touchdown. I know the Packers have won two games in a row, but it was against the, the fading Los Angeles Chargers, and the Lions always lose on Thanksgiving. No matter how good they are or how bad they are, they're always going to lose on Thanksgiving, apparently. So take it with a grain of salt. And also, those are two of the worst defenses in the league right now. The, the Chargers are ranked number 32, I believe, in pass defense, and the Lions defense is down there as well. Now you're facing the top three defense in the league. It won't be that sweet for Jordan Love this week. I love the Chiefs minus six and a half. So those are my three plays. Rasheed Rice over 47 and a half passing, receiving yards. Harrison Bucker over on extra points made at two and a half. And Chiefs cover minus six and a half. I hate this ticket. This, this might be your worst grouping of bets all year long. Honestly, I am going to 100% fade every one of the picks you just gave out. You know go what? I'm glad you're Rasheed Rice, 47 and a half. Go, go under on Harrison Bucker, two and a half. Okay. And then take the, take the Packers to cover the spread. Fade Gunnels. We're okay. going 3 and 0 this week on the Fade Gunnels ticket. And you know I, why I love this? This is the first time you've done this. That means I'm going 3 and 0 this week. No, this is a terrible. This is okay. Terrible. Talk soon, Aaron. Talk Have you soon. had a three and zero week all year? But you've never been this adamant against me. So if I go three and zero on the fade Gunnels ticket, you may never you you may never recover. You may never recover. I can't wait. I'm texting you during the game while you're freezing your hands off as the game is going on. This way. I cannot wait. Yes, I will be on the sidelines. I, I they usually 
this is kind of some inside baseball, but like whenever I work for an NBC station, the games on NBC, like they'll give us one member of the broadcast crew to talk to. I've talked to Melissa Stark in the past, talked to Rodney Harrison in the past. I wonder if, you know, maybe I'll get like, uh, I don't know, somebody different, you know? We'll see. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to be there. First time in Lambeau. Also, T's quarterback Patrick Mahomes' first regular season game in Lambeau. He talked about that. I wanted to get this sound in before we get out of here. I haven't got to play like an actual game. I've, I've actually not, never got to play a game in general because the games that I've been there were the fourth preseason games. Um, so I, I wasn't playing in the games. And so I'm extremely excited for it. Um, I mean, I've watched it my whole entire life. Um, and I know it's going to be a hostile environment and the fans are going to be loud. It's going to be a lot like Arrowhead is to a, a, other teams like you're saying. Um, but I'm excited. If you, if you love football, you, you love Lambeau Field, and I'm excited to get the opportunity to play there. Fade. Gunnels 2023, baby. I can't wait. I cannot wait to come back to this next week. Next it. week, episode 67 at our new time and our new date. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. We will be breaking down Mark Gunnels' 0-3 week in Las, in Las Vegas. We'll be breaking down my trip to Green Bay, and hopefully we'll be breaking down another Chiefs win for Mark Gunnels, Steven Serta behind the board. I'm Aaron Ladd. Coast to coast, boys. Raw wave time, baby.